everyone and welcome to the Fruit and Flourishing podcast. Whether this is your first time here or you've been along for the entire journey, I am so happy you're here. My name is Lisa Madison. I'm a mental health mindset and eating disorder recovery coach for youths, teens, and adults. I offer one-to-one coaching sessions as well as confidence and leadership building workshops. To book a free virtual introductory session with me, check out my website, theflourishingspace.ca, or email me at theflourishingspace at gmail.com. While I have you here, don't forget to leave this podcast a rating and review as it is so, so much appreciated and good karma will come your way. Fruit and Flourishing has been in the top charts under the mental health category and I have to thank you guys for that. I am so very grateful. Speaking of grateful, let's take a moment of gratitude reflection, why don't we? Let's use this time to reflect on what you are feeling truly grateful for. In this moment, what's making you feel good? What's something you're feeling exciting about, excited about, excuse me? What's something exciting that happened? Whatever it is, acknowledge the good. Remind yourself that there is good in every day. And even if you really can't think of anything, you woke up today. And that's more than enough to be grateful for. I hope everyone is having a good week so far. I hope everybody is in good spirits and powering through. I'm sending lots of love and lots of positive vibes to you right now. I know where I'm from. We've kind of hit um, a bit of a wall. We've kind of had a big gray cloud over us as two of our main cities went back into lockdown. Which I mean, guys, like, we kind of predicted, I don't mean to be an asshole or anything, but really, what what did we expect was going to happen? I'm sorry if that sounds harsh. You know, people weren't listening. They tried this color-coded system. People didn't listen, and boom, we're back into lockdown. So for those who are in lockdown, again, I'm sending you some extra good vibes today. Remember that it's all temporary. Please do your part. Keep yourself and others safe. I also wanted to give a shout out to all the essential frontline workers. We have not forgotten about you. I feel like at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody was, you know, really showing their gratitude, which is great, but I don't want that to go unnoticed just because we're getting a little more used to the way that we've been living. You are not unnoticed. Um, So from me and everybody, thank you. Thank you for all that you do. Again, stay safe and thank you for keeping all of us safe. Today's episode is presented by Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is a transformative way to work out. Sweat Connected has a mission to help you feel your best. Each expert instructor brings their signature method directly to you wherever you are in the world via Zoom. When you take a Sweat Connected class, you are able to interact in a live studio experience. Whether you've been a group fitness participant for years or you're new, you'll feel right at home with Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is exclusively offering Fruit and Flourishing listeners 50% off their first class by going to sweatconnected.com and using the code POD, that's P-O-D, at sweatconnected.com for 50% off your first class. Half off, guys. That's pretty awesome. Sweat Connected for all levels, all ages, all sizes, and all humans. Thank you, Sweat Connected, for supporting this podcast. (music) 
Okay, before I get any deeper into this episode, I am going to put up a trigger warning right now as I will be discussing eating disorders, body talk, body image, diet talk, and all of that fun stuff. So if this is triggering to you in any way, please sit this one out and I will see you in the next one. I love you and I'm rooting for you always. So guys, we are approaching the holidays and I don't know about you guys, but I've been really into the Christmas spirit. Um, This past weekend, Ryan and I, we went to go look at some Christmas lights. You know, I made hot chocolate. We did a little fun photo shoot um, with our dog Luna. And I've just decorated my office, decorated my room. So I'm really getting into the Christmas spirit. We also had a major snowfall here in Ontario, Canada. So that, that helped. And I'm just feeling the cozy holiday vibes. But as we are approaching these holidays, actually to my American listeners, happy Thanksgiving. Please continue to stay safe and enjoy um, the time with whoever you can. I know every state and every city is different, but yes, make the most of it while staying safe at the same time. Again, as we're approaching the holiday season, I keep getting off track. Whatever it is you celebrate, this can be a difficult time for many people. And not just for people who suffer from eating disorders. You know, holidays like Christmas can bring a sense of anxiety, maybe social anxiety. Maybe you've gone through some hard holiday things before. Everyone is dealing with something different. So it's really important that we are all very gentle with each other around these times. And we all do what we can to make the most of it. However, today I am going to focus on eating disorders and just how we can get through the holidays without having that voice play such a big role in it. Holidays are a time where we're surrounded by family and friends and food. Everything seems to be centered around food with the main meal and then of course at holiday parties there's appetizers and Christmas baking that lasts forever and there's more drinking than normal. And all of that can really create a lot of anxiety and trigger those bad behaviors that we're working so hard on challenging. And the thing about Christmas in particular is that it starts so early. I mean, like I just said, I've already gotten into the Christmas spirit. I'm already starting my Christmas baking. I'm having a big baking day this weekend. And then you're gifted food and candy and treats and there's just so much it feels like it's never ending. So for me, every holiday is really challenging, but I would definitely say that Christmas takes the cake on it, um, just based on all of that alone. I don't really know what my Christmas will look like this year, but it's usually a multiple day event for me. I have a really large family, my parents are divorced, and I have Ryan's family Christmas. So while there is so much to look forward to, there's also so much work that I have to do to avoid those triggers and those voices coming back. Like I said, not too sure what Christmas is going to look like this year based on, you know, the world, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So how can we turn those voices off or at least minimize them minimize the volume on them how can we enjoy the holidays without spending our time worrying about what we're eating or the uncomfortable feelings we have how can we just live and be with the ones we love and create truly special memories without focusing on that eating disorder i'm here to tell you it is 1000 percent possible to just enjoy your holidays but it is going to take work So if this relates to you in any way, try out some of these tips I'm going to share with you that I have learned 
that can really help you make the most of your holiday. Let's get into it. Number one. So I think the biggest thing I have learned throughout recovery is that you simply cannot escape what other people say and what other people feel. You cannot tell them what to say, tell them what to feel or what to think. And most importantly, not everyone thinks like you. Yes, I struggle with an eating disorder, but that doesn't mean that the person who wrote on the cover of a magazine at the grocery store, lose 48 pounds in two days, does suffer from an eating disorder. Not everyone is affected by this mental illness and not everyone is going to understand, which is something that we have to understand, accept, and focus. We have to focus on ourselves. The more that we can focus on what we have to do as individuals to get through these challenges, the more you will succeed with recovery. Recovery is, in the end, it's, it's no one else's job but yours. We have our support systems, coaches, therapists, but in the end, you are left with you. You are making the choices to work at it every single day. So it's crucial that you keep powering through with tunnel vision on and focus on what you need to do for yourself and ignore what the outside world is doing or saying. It doesn't have to apply to you. And it's not really fair of us to expect everyone else to watch what they say because to them, it's completely normal. They don't see it as harmful and why should they? Now, what you can do is make the choice to do what you have to do for yourself in that moment. For example, being around family can be stressful. And I know personally, somehow a normal conversation in my family, actually among the majority of the population, is diets and workouts and food and what works best and what doesn't and what you should be doing and what you shouldn't. You know, everyone has an opinion on what you shouldn't be eating, someone is ripping apart their body, someone is trying to convince you to try a new diet because they think it's the best or their workout is the only one that gets results. It's unavoidable, really. That's just one of the things that humans interact about. So I have been in many situations where these conversations have completely triggered everything wrong in my brain. A part of me has wanted to jump up and scream, you know, you're wrong for thinking that, that's not true. A part of me wanted to listen, but for the most part, I completely shut down. Those conversations, hearing them or just being around them can really ruin a good part of my day if I allow it to, but you don't have to let it. It's not fair of us to ask people to stop talking about what it is they're talking about, especially if you're not part of the conversation. If you are though, and it's with someone you trust and feel comfort and support from, don't be afraid to change the conversation. Maybe say, enough about that. How have you been doing? Or what about that new course you took? I don't know, where's your sweater from? (laughs) Something, Something more specific about them and their life just to switch up the conversation. Honestly, I've been in situations where I truly just got pushed to my limit and like my freaking kettle was steaming by no one's fault. I guess I was just really going through it and I completely snapped and I said, okay, can we please talk about something else? And it's uncomfortable. It really is. I didn't feel good about it. So just try to be gentle and do your best to change the topic to something more productive. Going off of that a little bit, If you don't feel like you're really in the conversation, but everyone else is talking about it and you just can't ignore it anymore, remove yourself. 
remove yourself from the room. Whether that means standing up and walking out, maybe go take a breath outside or go into the bathroom, maybe find a safe room where you can just sit for a second and regroup. That is absolutely okay because you're doing it for you and your mental health. Not only is it okay, but it's necessary. You're not being rude. You're not harming anyone. You are simply doing it for you. And maybe if you can't leave, distract yourself by messaging someone or looking at your something funny on your phone. And if you have someone pretty tight with you or somebody who's in your support system who would be with you, maybe it's a significant other or a sibling, something that my coach taught me that I know I continue to utilize and teach is the safe word. So my boyfriend and I actually have a safe word where if I'm feeling uncomfortable, I either say it out loud or I text him and we simply just both leave the room and we either go on a little walk together or just go sit and talk in another room for a couple minutes to get me distracted until I feel like it's a good safe space for me to go back in and either be a part of the conversation or just, you know, be at least in the room without feeling too triggered. Number two, kind of going off that last little bit, tell someone that it's going to be a challenging holiday. If you wake up and you're really feeling it, express it. Tell your support system, hey, I can tell this is going to be a really hard Christmas dinner for me. I want to enjoy this time with everyone, but I think I'm going to need some extra support through it because I guarantee those people will give you the extra encouragement that you need to enjoy it. It will also give you a chance to talk through it and lay everything out on the table so it's not, you know, building up inside of you, which in the end will make you feel better going into it anyways and will already potentially allow you to avoid any behaviors or thoughts. Number three, spend the morning doing what you love. Now, every situation is different, but if you can, really try to spend those mornings where you know you're having a big gathering or dinner. Spend the mornings doing stuff you love. Maybe it's journaling, maybe it's going for a walk, maybe it's a long drive. Do things that just make you feel good so you're already in a good mindset with a clear head. And my last tip, please make sure you are following Instagram accounts that promote positivity around food anxiety. If you see a post that's telling you what to eat on Christmas to make sure you don't go overboard, get rid of it. Follow the posts that only spread realness and positivity and logical information, excuse me, information such as just live in the moment, enjoy every ounce of it because we don't get these moments every day. When you think about it, the times we get with our family, especially as we get older, are few and far between. Guys, I spent years spending those times stressing over what I was eating, how much I was eating, how much I had to run the next day. Did I long run long enough that morning? It's exhausting. And what I should have been doing was saying, you know what? Not every day is like this. I will do as I please with the people I love, embrace every second here, relax and enjoy. And that's all I want for you. You don't get Christmas every day. You don't get Thanksgiving every day. Hell, you don't even get to see your family every day. We are so blessed. Don't take these moments for granted because some idiot voice in your head is trying to convince you that you're not good enough. I think back to April when I spent Easter alone in my basement while on Zoom with my family. I wasn't able to be with my family. We, a lot of us weren't. 
So if we are able to be with our family going forward on holidays, take advantage, love every second of it. Don't waste those precious moments that I like, like I said, are few and far between just spending it, acknowledging that nasty voice in the back of your brain. Enjoy every moment. All right, guys, thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope this maybe helped you in some way. I kind of touched on this in um, another podcast, I've Been Thinking Pod with Elena Grace. I was on her podcast two weeks ago now, if you want to take a listen, and I kind of touched on the whole holiday and social media um, with eating disorders and everything like that. Uh, If you want to check that one out, it's a good one. Um, Don't forget to check out episode seven of The Monday Motive. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at The Flourishing Space. I post a lot of realness and motivation and positivity for you. Remember, if you want any one-on-one coaching sessions, all appointments are virtual, so check out theflourishingspace.ca for more information. For today's affirmation, I will say it twice. On the second time, say it in your head, or even better, scream it, sing it out loud. I have the power to create joy by choosing what feels good for me. I have the power to create joy by choosing what feels good for me. Stay happy, stay healthy, eat your fruit, and keep flourishing. Bye, guys. <laughs>